Welcome to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast, the only podcast that teaches men the cognitive mastery and alpha mindset that it takes to become an influential and irresistible man of confidence. Here's your host, certified life coach and international man of mystery, Kevin Ayo. What's up, my brothers? Welcome back to the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Ayo. And before we even get into this episode, I want to let you know that next week I am going to release a three-part series that I am calling Training for Chaos to help you get through really what is going on currently in the global circumstance if you know if we have that global sea line and we've got that pandemic then it's this series is exactly what that is for because no matter what happens you are always in control of what you think and how you feel and by extension you are always control of how you act because your actions are driven by emotions but i want to get into this episode now And this episode is called Believing Hard Things. So I want to explain that for just a moment. See, believing hard things is kind of like, it's kind of what I would call my superpower. If if you, if we all have like a superpower, I believe, and this is a belief, of course, I believe my superpower is that I can believe hard things. I can believe things that most people, other people, would have a difficult time even thinking about, would have a difficult time even coming up with. And that superpower, that that thing that has always kind of been with me, that relativism or that skepticism or that curiosity or that that uh, that sort of multiple perspective, really what it is is that in any given circumstance, I can kind of think about, and not just think about, but really feel what multiple, what different perspectives how different perspectives would observe and be engaged, experience that circumstance. So I can have multiple experiences from a single circumstance based on my ability to believe hard things. And believing hard things is going to conclude the March theme on believing new things. But here's the thing. This is the second version of this episode, which is actually completely different than the first. The first version that I recorded of this episode was on believing hard things. And I wanted to go deeper with you guys. I wanted to talk to you more about something that I was asked when I was recently interviewed on another podcast. I was on a podcast called the Brojo Online Podcast by my buddy Dan Monroe. He's uh, out of New Zealand and he's uh, a confidence coach as well. And he asked me during the interview about how I came to recognize or came to feel, know the alpha, like elevate my alpha. Or how did I make the momentous leap from matter to being, right? Having the attachment to the external to being able to determine the external via the internal, sort of like the process of determining cognition. And I've discussed with you guys my history, you know, the history of mine in earlier episodes of this podcast, but I haven't told you exactly what happened for me when I made that sort of radical cognitive 
change that led me to the universal truth, the alpha state, and my passion for teaching the same process to all of you. So for this episode, I'm really going to take you on a road trip down a cosmic highway, if you will, like if you'll be, if you'll go with me on this, of this metamorphosis from that victim, right? That victim fear-based scarcity-driven safety fling beta condition to the superposition, right? To the superposition of the alpha state where everything and anything is possible at all times. It seems appropriate at this time to draw you a a picture of the cognitive and spiritual struggle I went through, just given the current state that so many humans are going through today. And I'm not going to give any details on what the circumstances are, other than to say that I had stripped myself of all form of identity. The, the details of the circumstances are in my buddy's podcast. So to, to know what my life conditions were that led up to this experience, that's more in his podcast. But what I want to talk to you about are the results, the results that I was there. I was stripped, you know, empty and alone in my spirit and in my mind. I had listened. I had been through all the explanations. You know, I, I had all the knowledge, all the thoughts. I'd, I'd had all the experiences. You know, you'd, you'd gone and you've, and you've retested. I, I, you know, you, you, you had this belief of what you should and should not do, right? You have the teachings. You have the knowledge. You have the path, the self-discovery, the self-knowledge, the way to know yourself. And I said, in, due, due to my life conditions at the time, I said, okay, I'm getting rid of all that. I'm done with all that. I'm leaving all of that behind. I left behind all the knowledge, right? All the thinking, all the experience and explanations, all the causes that man has created as a human being. And I just left all that, discarded it, got rid of it. So I am not my mind. It's not the same mind. And there's a radical shift happening here. When I discard all of this, when all of this goes away, my mind has changed. Not slightly understand, but radically, fundamentally, the mind is changed because the mind is shaped by knowledge. The organism has been shaped by knowledge, by experience. It's molded. It's plastic. Understand that the brain is like that. It will become an identity. It will tell you. It will create stories. And the more knowledge that I acquired, you know, as I evolved, as I grew, as I grew, as I experienced and gathered more and more and more, you know, it always would strengthen the me. It would always strengthen this identity that I built up about all the things my brain told me I was. So there was this story running in my mind about who I was and what the world is and what my place in the world must be. And I've been walking that path, you know, in that place. I had been walking that path of the story for what seemed like a millennia, for what seemed like my entire life. And it seemed for, forever, it seemed, because time is so relative, because time is so, time is a mental construct. And it seemed forever. And I said, maybe I have to look at this problem completely differently. Maybe it's time to make a change, which is not to walk the path at all, right? Which is to basically get off the path, to, dis- to, d- to get rid of all the knowledge that I had acquired, all the identity. And I don't mean knowledge like, you know, math, like how to count and, and, you know, understanding how to communicate. I'm just, I'm talking about, I'm talking about the thoughts, the subjectivity, all the identity, remove every story, every piece of what it means to identify with Kevin Ayo, 
Now, my life conditions at the time had offered that option to me based on the choices I had made previously. You guys know this, right? You guys know the universal truth. You guys know that whatever the results that I was receiving in my life at that time, the, the life conditions that were offered to me outside of circumstance, I mean, the results that I was creating for myself had been based on my beliefs. They had been based on previous choices, choices I made from the past, consciously or unconsciously. And I had begun to create results for myself that were breaking away from what I had known as safe and familiar. I was doing this unconsciously. I wasn't doing this in that self-help way by choice to kind of move toward discomfort. I was doing it unconsciously. I was doing it in what people call self-sabotage, right? But having the result be the person I am today I would never say that I sabotaged myself, right? Because really what I was doing was I was revealing myself. And I simply created an environment that I had to experience in order to get to where I am today. It seemed at the time like great suffering. It seemed at the time like self-sabotage. But of course, it wasn't. It was growth to become what I am now. And this place of removing all knowledge is unfamiliar to the mind. The moment the mind comes into being, it's already formed in that knowledge. It's already caught in knowledge because the external environment catches it. It's implicit in the structure of thought. So first of all, to have knowledge about the outward and then to come and apply it to the inward. That's really what the mind does. We make it subjective and therefore, without even understanding outwardness, it was, it was going to be caught. It was going to be caught in what it was observing, you see. And as soon as the brain was developed enough to think about the inward, to have that prefrontal cortex, to think about our own thought, then it would extend the knowledge outward to the inward and to the area of psychological becoming, that growing of identity, that developing of more of who I am. And at this point, it is the extent of building of more, of more, of more knowledge that leads to more identity and more story. So it's like the overflowing cup, right? There was too much. There was too much identity in me, too much of me. If you could say that, if you could say there was too much identity, there was too much story, there was too many words, there were too many thought, there were too many judgments, too many opinions, too much of the beta structure that was holding on to the outward, that was holding on to that external with such attachment, too much story. And it's not just my own identity, because it was the whole of the process. It was listening to everything. It was listening to and taking in all the knowledge, all the ideas, not just my own ideas, but all the ideas that I had kind of assimilated that I'd, I'd listened to and I'd opened myself up to, you know, the, uh, the religious ideas, whether they would be Christian or Muslim or Buddha or, you know, the preachers of India and, and, and the teachers or whether it was the explanations of the mystics and the esoterics of the religions and the spiritualists, or whether it was the psychological explanations or the philosophical explanations, you know, the Freuds, the Locks, the Marxes, and all the forms of concepts or theories, you know, all the, all the things, all the stuff, all the external construct of idea, but not just the external forms. You know, also, I have observed myself in all of this, my place here. See, because I've learned about myself. I, I had decided what I was. I had chosen, right? I had made that choice, that judgment, that, that thought, that belief. And at the end of it, with no result, but the perpetuation 
of the human condition, I, I said, perhaps this is the wrong way of looking at it. You know, having looked at it for so long, having that way of identity, that way of belief and of ego, I, I finally, you know, I was able to feel there was a feeling. It wasn't a thought because the thought was the problem, right? It was the feeling that something was wrong. And given the whole set of circumstances, right, the, given the life conditions that I was in at the time, it was bound to happen. It was like, it was almost like a, a non-drug induced rock bottom, you know, sort of that, that place of everything is gone. So now I have come to this point when I say all that is knowledge, I'm, I'm, go, I'm getting rid of it. I'm removing it purposefully because that hasn't led me anywhere. And but when I say led me, I mean led me in the sense that I am not free of my beta condition. I am not living in freedom. I am emotionally shackled to the behaviors of other people and to the present unfolding in perfection. I'm really shackled to what is the external, to my circumstances. So that alone isn't enough because if I say it hasn't worked, I can always hope that it may or suppose that it might. But in fact, I, I would say that it can't work, that I can be definite on that. It cannot work because it's based on time. It's based on knowledge and it's, it has that memory. It has that thought, that subjectivity, that judgment. And because of that judgment, there were these explanations, always based on thought, acquired in knowledge, so on, that as far as I've come at that point in my life, given that time, I had based it on knowledge, on thought, on identity, on belief, and not only on thought, but also on the habitual patterns of skill and all that, you know, whatever I was acting, whatever my actions were that were creating my results coming from my beliefs, because those are the extension of thought. So when I put all that aside and I looked and I observed all that, not casually, you know, not just haphazardly, but with focus, with intention, purpose, and saying this, I'm putting this away, not with an interest in the future, but because I see the same pattern, because I could see, I could feel. And it's not seeing with eyes or it's, you, you know, you, 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 all of a sudden there's just this, this feeling that the same pattern being repeated, repeated, repeated globally and locally, generally and specifically in groups and with individuals in different colors and different phrases with different pictures here and different images there, it's always repeated. So I make this radical choice to remove all that, just move it out clean it up like the room you turn on the room you turn on the light in the room and you see it and you feel it and it's there and you remove it totally completely you have an empty room and so going north i you know i've been traveling this direction this north for what seems in eternity since the beginning of time and the beginning of mind then there is stoppage then there's just it stops which means to say that the mind is changed. My mind was changed and the structure of the me is gone. Finished with this constant becoming through experience, knowledge, thought, patterns, belief systems. And I see everybody pointing out the way to end the self. And that way is based on thought and time and knowledge. And I say, I know that because that is where I've heard it before, but that's where we end it. This is said in this way by that group and this is said in another way when it comes from you at another group. I'm informed and full 
of this knowledge, and so I have to discard it. Uh, the cup is full. The cup is overflowing. And therefore, the mind has to break the pattern completely. I am going north, and I stop, and I start going east. That breaks the pattern completely. And so, all right, so now, you, so now I say this. I say this as this has happened to me. He, I've gone inside, and I've broken away from the pattern and learned how to believe hard things. So how to help, please help another human come to that as well. Can I choose for you to strip away everything you think you know about yourself and the world so that you can develop cognitive mastery and intentionally live the life of your dreams, intentionally live your life in creation? First, you must be interested. You must listen. You have to take action. There has to be all of that. There has to be the desire, the want, the belief, the, 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 the knowledge, the feeling. It has to be from there. And, you, and, and there cannot be a falling back, right? The, the action has to be taken. You, you, know, you know what I mean? It's like, don't finish this podcast and go back to the old thought patterns. What will help you absorb so completely what is the universal truth so that in your blood, in your brain, in your way, in your path, everything, so that you see this thing, you feel this thing, you experience this alpha state. For you to learn to believe hard things, you must meet the universal truth. Meet not know, not understand, but meet. Like you would meet a person, like you would experience a relationship. You must meet the immovable. So what happened for me was that. I am a human being, ordinary, fairly intelligent, right? Fairly well-read, I would say, experienced. Trying this, that, the other things, you know, experimenting, trying to understand. And I meet this immovable sea. But I cannot... I can't, I can't listen to the sea. There's no communication. There's no knowledge, no explanation in sea. There is only what is. There is only this. There is only this, the immovable. I've walked the ground. I mean, the area, endlessly, back and forth, corner to corner. I've moved every direction, all cardinal directions, northeast, southwest. I've walked all over the area. And sea comes along and says, look, there's something different. There's a different way of living, something totally new. But sea does not enter into explanation. Because C refuses to enter into explanation. Explanation is the old pattern. It's the old knowledge of identity and thought. Explanation is thought. Explanation is subjectivity. It is not words. C is not going to use words. C is not of the words we use as humans. It is not in telling. C does not come to us through knowledge. It is not an understanding. If there is a resistance, one does not see the resistance. Because C comes along and says, look, eat this, right? It's like, eat this. And you say, I would eat it if I could see it. But you can see it. Very clearly, you can see it. But you want it to be explained to you. You want to understand it. You want C to explain to you what you see. And C says, don't go back. Don't go back to the pattern. Just see it. And when you ask, how can I see? Because you're there, you're wanting to understand the alpha state. How am I to see that asking, that requirement of knowledge is the old pattern? It's there. Just see it. It's right there in front of you. Perfection all the time. See refuses to enter into the pattern of judgment, of subjectivity, of good, bad, better, worse, of 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 
that there is the duality. That pattern is explanation. That pattern is knowledge. So C says, come this way and don't go back. Leave it. And then refuses to explain. Because explanations, explanations are the boat on which you use to cross to the other shore. And on the other shore, there is no boat. Just cross. There is no explanation that will get you to the other shore. So C is asking something important, maybe impossible. What am I to do? I only know how to cross the water on a boat. I only know my world through my brain, through thought, through subjectivity. How can I perceive what is beyond? I am meeting this sea, who, which is immovable. I, I, either I go around, I go through, I avoid, I cannot do any of that. But C absolutely refuses to enter into the game of words. Then what am I who has played games with words? What am I to do when only words is what I understand, with the words is what I use to create my understanding? And C won't leave me alone. This, this feeling, this knowing won't leave me alone. I mean, leave me alone in the sense that there may be the moments, but See, the thing, it's immovable. It's with me. It's always there. It's day and night. I can't battle with it because there's nothing I can get a hold of. So what happens to me? What happens to the me, to the identity, to the ego, to the beta condition, when I meet something that is completely solid, completely immovable, completely and absolutely true? What happens to me, which is illusion, which is identity, which is thought, which is just word. Could that be the barrier? Could the barrier to the alpha state be that the perfection that is always unfolding in front of us is unknowable to what we know? Is it that we have just never met something like that? You know, we can think about the greatest mountains. We can think about Kilimanjaro or the Himalayas, but the Himalayas, you can climb the Himalayas. You can climb Mount Everest. But they're always there. And in the same way, is it possible that human beings are just needing to meet something so irrevocable, something absolutely immovable? We haven't seen it because either we're terribly puzzled by it or we say, well, I can't do anything about it. And then we walk away from it. Or is it something that we investigate? Here is a solid thing. I'm confronted by it. As I said, I might run away from it, which is what I generally do, right? What most people do is they run from their, they run from the perfection. They resist or they worship it or they try to understand what it is. But when I do all these things, I'm back in my old pattern. I'm back into thinking because there's no experience. There's no integration. And so to remove all that when meeting this circumstance, who is immovable? I see what the nature of it is. I am movable as a human being, because as a human being, I am in line with the universal truth. I'm in alignment with it. I'm a co-creator. But C is immovable. The circumstance, the contact with it does something. It must do something. It's not some mystique. Guys, this is not some spiritual stuff. I'm not talking to you about some woo-woo stuff, right? Then all that kind of stuff. It is complexly simple and simply 
complex. You face it. You see it. You feel it. You know it. It doesn't matter what word you use. It's there. And in this moment, there is a radical shift from fullness to emptiness. Because from emptiness, you learn to believe hard things from the alpha state. What is working is something of a shock at first, naturally. Because I am, I am being moving, moving, moving. Right? I am constantly in this thought. I'm constantly in this time. I'm constantly wondering what's next, what's next. I'm in the past. I'm in the future. My mind is running and constantly thinking. This buzz, this hum, this beta condition. And I meet something that's immovable. And suddenly something takes place. It must take place. Obviously it must. Not something that you can see, but it takes place. Because the circumstance, see, is not becoming. See is the structure C is permanent. C is eternal. I am becoming. When I recognize that it is me that is the one that is in flux, not the external, that is change. The mind has to change. And C has not been through explanations and all the rest of it. And I meet that because there cannot be thought with that. That is where I met the Alpha State. It was from the emptiness of recognizing I am not my mind. I am not my thoughts. My thoughts are not connected to the external. The external is guiding me into perfection. That was my journey. I had to meet C. C. The circumstance is of life. And if you need to listen to this episode again to understand that every time I said C, I was talking about the circumstance, the neutral facts, the data, the, orga the or, or, uh, organic data, cellular data, the inorganic uh, molecular data, the atomic data, everything outside of you that we're being offered we as humans are being offered from a place of empty acceptance. That's where I learned to accept the circumstances of life from emptiness rather than from overflowing resistance of thought and knowledge and subjectivity and judgment. You will only learn to believe hard things when you recognize your resistance is a belief. The resistance of knowledge, the resistance of overflowing subjectivity. The movement to neutral, the movement to emptiness, the movement into the perfection of the present and accepted what is being offered to you for you, that is the integration. That is the elevation of the alpha state. And that's what I have for you guys today. Brothers, as a reminder, I will be releasing three episodes next week for a three-part series I call Training for Chaos. Be ready for those to come out next week. And in the meantime, while you are going through the changes in our global circumstances, I offer to you, for you, to go to thealphamalecoach.com and sign up for a free 45-minute coaching call. Look, guys, I am here for you. 
I know that in this time, the best thing you can do is to get some coaching. Because if your brain is telling you things, is giving you sentences, feeding you beliefs that are creating emotions that are not serving you, that are creating emotions of panic, creating emotions of fear, creating emotions of scarcity. You are not a victim of your circumstances. You don't have to feel afraid. You don't have to feel in panic. You can determine how you want to feel in order to serve your best result in order to get the result that you're looking for. I can help you help yourself with whatever you're struggling with. And I know that a lot of you are struggling right now. That's the whole idea behind next week's three-part series. It's not the circumstance, my brother. The circumstance, the immovable sea, the perfection of the circumstance is never the problem. It is always the gift. The problem is the thought the accumulation of knowledge that you are not directing intentionally. You have the ability to determine your thoughts and beliefs. That is your power. That is your alpha. So until next week, my friends, my brothers, all of you out there, elevate your alpha. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alpha Male Coach Podcast. If you enjoy what you've heard and want even more, sign up for Unleash Your Alpha, your guide to shifting to the alpha mindset at thealphamalecoach.com slash unleash.